I think you better come down here. These are words that I never wanted to hear from my father-in-law. He's an ER doctor, and he's not easily rattled, and he never overreacts about anything. It was February 8, the same day that Tom Olson preached a sermon about how without faith it is impossible to please God. Little did I know that that day these words would mark the beginning of a new journey of, faith, of our faith. I had been having some unexplained pain for some time. As a nurse, my radar was up. Something wasn't right. My dad knew it too. He told me that God had woken him up at 5 a.m. that morning and told him to have me come down to the ER. As I pulled into the parking ramp of the hospital, a song came on that I'd never heard before. The lyrics included, my help comes from you. You are my strength, my refuge. You carry my weakness, my sickness, my brokenness all on your shoulders. I had the distinct feeling that God was telling me this is serious, Diane, but I'm with you. Unbeknownst to me, God was already orchestrating the circumstances of our lives. Um, he even abruptly canceled a business trip that I had planned for that next day due to a snowstorm on the East Coast. It was clear that something was happening. When I arrived at the hospital, the doctor shut the door and asked me to sit down. By the way, that's never a good thing. His words just cut right through my heart when he said, I have some hard news for you. Diane has cancer, and it looks like it's spread. Hearing that, I felt like I was standing outside looking in on someone else's conversation. Metastatic ovarian cancer? This can't be me. I remember quoting myself, to myself our benediction verse, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. Scott and I were devastated. We battled fear and anxiety. It was as though we were walking through the valley of the shadow of death, literally. The week was filled with ups and downs. Indications that there might be some hope that it might not be cancer, followed by news of renewed concern. It looked serious and the doctors wanted to act quickly. During that time, God demonstrated his power in very personal, practical ways. At one point, I experienced a feeling of crushing fear, and I felt it on my chest, and I, I just started to hyperventilate. I felt like I couldn't breathe, and I said, God, I'm so scared, I can't do this. And um, shortly after that, I received a text from a friend, and the text read, God keeps telling me to tell you to take a deep breath. All will be well. One significant thing God did through another friend was to encourage us to go to the elders for healing prayer. We knew we needed to pursue God in the context of our community. We went to the elders the day before Valentine's Day, the day before my surgery. The elder prayer was just incredible. It was powerful. We anointed Diane with oil. We laid hands on her, we committed her back to God, and we prayed for healing, just as we'd been instructed to do in James. I can tell you this, that there was not a dry eye in the chapel that day. Later that day, I had the distinct sense 
how amazing it, it is that God would choose Valentine's Day tomorrow as the day for her surgery, the day that He would show His love to my bride. You know, only God can provide that kind of faith, and only God can give that clarity of thought at a time like that. During our experience, God showed up uniquely in our, through our community at Calvary. Our small group rallied around us in prayer. Scott's men's group prayed. Our Sunday school class prayed us through the surgery. And a dear group of women committed to pray for 24 hours, getting up every hour of the night to pray the night before my surgery. They organized meals after the surgery. It was the embodiment of all we've talked about through this grace beyond. After all this, on the morning of February 14, on Valentine's Day, the doctor came out and met me with these unforgettable words. He said, I have nothing but great news for you. We found absolutely nothing. There is no cancer. Yeah. I was stunned, and, and our family and friends around us were stunned. You know, what just happened? <laughs> Ultimately, we, we don't know. I mean, as Jim's talked about before, you know, you can explain things from a human perspective, or you can look at them through the lens of faith, and we've chosen to look at them through the lens of faith. What we do know is this, that God showed up, that we prayed, that God showed up, and that His power and His presence were made known to us. Now, on Monday, right after we got back from this weekend's events, a package arrived on the front door from UPS. A friend of Diane's sent um, a devotional book to her. She had sent it before the surgery. It showed up on Monday right when we got home. Uh, we decided to open it up, and, and Diane read the devotional for that day. And the verse was from Nahum 1.12, which said, I have afflicted you, and I will afflict you no more. And my reading from Psalms that was chosen for, for that very day, I was reading through Psalms, was give honor to the Lord for the praise that He's due. You just can't make this stuff up. So just like the man that Jesus healed who said, I was blind and now I see. In the same way, I stand here saying, I was told I had cancer and they didn't find any. And I know that even if they had, God was with me. He was walking with me every step. And I know that we can say we've seen God work powerfully through this community. He strengthened our faith and the faith of those around us on this journey. And so, on Sunday, the day after my surgery, I joined the service through the internet, and Scott and our daughters came. And we were just compelled that day to bring our gift to the Grace Beyond Project as a thank offering to the God who'd done more than we'd asked or imagined.